I am ready. I... Ben, I, I can be a Jedi. Ben, tell him I'm ready. Ready, are you? What knows you ready? For 800 years have I trained Jedi. I don't count too well. I keep on who is to be trained. A Jedi must have the deepest commitment. Hmm? The most serious mind. This one, a long time have I watched. All his life as he looked away to the future, to the horizon, never his mind on where he was, hmm? what he was doing. Adventure. <laughs> Excitement. <laughs> A Jedi craves not these things. You are reckless. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast, now part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the low gray to my wicket, we've got Carl LeClaire. Ooh, check out all these magic seeds I have for you as you go on a caravan of courage. <laughs> yep, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness, We're just Jason. celebrating in the trees, Carl, as we wind the year down. Let's uh, let's keep those torches away from the limbs, though, shall we? Yeah, maybe, maybe just uh, be a little gentle with those. Just, just yeah, a little, yeah. yeah. Everything is a little flammable up here. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe we're the end of the year already, Jason. Did you have a nice Christmas, my friend? I had a fantastic Christmas. Um, got to spend time with my family, and it was actually really a restful uh, five days away from the rest of life. So <laughs> that was good, it was good, really good, wonderful. Good. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, any Star Wars highlights from your Christmas this year, Jason? Uh, nothing too big. I got, you know, a couple stocking stuffers. I uh, got some Star Wars Uno. Uh, and then when I got home uh, yesterday, I treated myself to some half off Star Wars Hallmark ornaments so I can put them on my tree next year. Nice. Um, got got the. uh Mando's N1 Starfighter, um, because yes, obviously. Uh, and then I also got uh, Boba Fett riding the Rancor into battle, which everybody knows I love my Rancors. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and it was really great because uh, I spent, uh, you know, 30 bucks instead of 60 on those. Just nice. the day after Christmas. Love it. So. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I tried to find the, the Han Carbonite Chamber um, ornament that came out this year. Did you see this one from Hallmark? It actually like uh, You told me about yeah. it. I don't think I've seen it. I think I heard it was like 80 bucks. I have not seen it. Um, I was in town visiting my family in uh, upstate New York for a few days before Christmas and uh, went to our old mall. And they have still have a Hallmark store in there, but, but alas, no, uh, no carbon freezing ornaments. Uh, I've heard that they sold out pretty quick most places, which isn't surprising. No, no, that one seems like the big collector item 
this year. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty great. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I grabbed my, I, uh, I always like to buy myself a couple of little Christmas presents. <laughs> um, so I grabbed, uh, a, you know, as I've mentioned a few times in the last couple of weeks, I, I'm still kind of in my empire strikes back era. So I grabbed a couple empire strikes back vintage collection figures. I did the Yoda and the, the Han Solo with his, uh, Hoth jacket, but his open Hoth jacket, uh, um, <laughs> from when he's repairing the ship with, with Chewie. And, uh, you know, I remember when I grabbed this and told you about it, it's, you know, we were, we were kind of having a good time talking about how in the like late nineties there, when the power of the force line was running, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you got, you got variations of so many things, so many background characters, right? <laughs> like the, the, the nature of action figures today is just very different. Um, I think it's just because it they is. don't, they don't sell like they used to. So I get it, right. There's a lot of older collectors that kind of disparage that, but, but I get it. Those things just wouldn't sell like they used to. And that's fine. Um, but I just found that really funny. I was like, Oh, I actually don't have this Han Solo version. This is really fun. I'm going to grab it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carl's after all the Han Solo variants. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And um, before we, so goodness, forgot to, to mention folks, what, what we would like to do to kind of close out this year is to look ahead to the future and uh, all the, all the big projects coming for us in 2024 as Star Wars fans. Um, so we're going to just take a quick peek at these. Obviously there's so many shows out there talking about them, but we wanted to give our two cents on them as well. Um, absolutely. Our two whoopie whoopie. Um, yes. Yeah. Whoopie whoopie. (laughs) Pua. Achuba. Achuba. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Your friend was about to turn into orange goo. He picked a fight with a Doug and especially dangerous, dangerous Doug named Sebulba. Misa hating crunching. That's the last thing Misa wanting. Nevertheless, the boy is right. You're heading into trouble. Thanks, my young friend. But, 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 but Misa doing nothing. You know, it's so good that we do a little quotations of Phantom Menace, Jason, because at the start of next year, we are in our 25th anniversary celebration of Phantom Menace. Yes, absolutely. Uh, May, I think it's 19th, is yep, the uh, right. official date of uh the 25th anniversary of the phantom menace but of course uh that just means that we have every excuse to celebrate the phantom menace as often as we want all of next year here in the wampa's lair um which we likely will so (laughs) (laughs) um i I know we're we're already working on some uh potential uh things for for the month of may uh celebrating the Phantom Menace, but uh, look out. There's probably going to be a couple other fun Phantom Menace uh, themed episodes scattered throughout the year as well. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward uh, and excited to the the uh, anniversary, the 25th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. It's crazy that it's been 25 years, Carl. I know it. It really yeah. is. <clears throat> yeah, and like you said, I'm, I, I'm really excited to, to dive into this celebrating this movie a lot in the year ahead. Uh, so if you like Jason and myself are big Phantom Menace fans, uh, you're going to want to tune in for some of the Phantom Menace fun. We're sure to get into next year. Absolutely. It's going to be a blast. Uh, it's now this is pod racing um, <laughs> the entire year. <laughs> nothing but pod racing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, so what else is uh, happening in 2024 in the Ooh. land of Star Wars? Ooh, I, I gotta say, I think to me, the biggest thing on this on the table is the Acolyte, the upcoming High Republic show uh, that yeah. will be hitting in 2024. And I don't believe we've. I forgot to look quick, but as far as I know, there has not yet been a solid release date. Um, but that said, it is slated for 2024. My guess would be spring, but um, who knows for certain? Uh, well, somebody may. Right. But yeah, I am really excited for this this show, which follows a right. As we know, the Sith have existed throughout the entirety of the Grand Republic. Um, yes. But hidden away in secret. And what we've been promised in this show, The Acolyte, is we get to follow a Sith apprentice, a young Sith apprentice navigating in the background of the Republic. And um, and we know that there is going to be a popular Jedi from the High Republic era who will make an appearance in this show. Um, and a lot of people are, are uh, insinuating that it's going to be Vanestra Rowe. Um, and actually, oh, I th- yeah. it may actually have been confirmed because I think they've been a, there's been a, a photo that leaked of her. Um, but yeah, this is, okay. this is going to be a pretty great show. I, I really enjoyed most of phase one of high Republic. I'll admit I've not done much of phase two, <laughs> um, but I am excited to start phase three later this later uh in the next few weeks here, um, I'm kind of just skipping over phase two. I'm fine with that. I read the first couple books and they were fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, all that to say, I mean, I've really liked High Republic. I really like what it's been doing. Um, the, the book Fallen Star, the final book of phase one, really, really, really didn't work for me. Uh, I haven't disliked a Star Wars thing like that in a long time. And I'm not here to crap on it. I know a lot of people loved it, and I'm glad you did. I wish that I had. I really disliked that book, so I kind of fell out of High Republic as phase two started. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about phase two. I've heard a lot of, eh, if I'm being honest, I've heard a lot of mixed things about phase two. That said, I've heard that starting phase three without doing phase two is also acceptable. Um, because it does pick up after Fallen Star, and I certainly want to know where the story is going. Um, right. But uh, that all said, you know, the Acolyte will take place, um, I think, towards the end of the High Republic era. Uh, and I think what's really intriguing to me is how will these Sith stay hidden? You know, um, right. if they're going to encounter a Jedi, how do you encounter them? I mean, I imagine they must kill them, but you know, I just, I can't wait for that. And also the, the reports about the type of action style we're supposed to get. It sounds like it's a lot of like more martial arts type, um, type action than we've ever gotten in star Wars before, which I'm personally really excited for. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to the acolyte. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of really awesome, fun Jedi action. Uh, We've been promised a lot of that for sure. Uh, There's there's, you know, there was a leaked trailer for a minute from uh, the last Star Wars celebration, and uh, there was some cool stuff. Uh, We know for sure we're getting a Wookiee Jedi Um, that is going to happen. Uh, Yuna Suetamo is supposed to be in it. uh, as as a Wookiee Jedi. So that'll be fun to actually see one on camera for the first time and not just in animation with Gunji. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm very much excited about it. it it's definitely piqued my interest, uh, especially, you know, enjoying the High Republic uh, book series. And 
most of uh, phase one was pretty good. Phase two was okay. Uh, although I think uh, Cataclysm really knocked it out of the park, that that novel. So hmm. if you read one uh, phase two book, read Cataclysm. That's my recommendation. So I, I think phase three just started. Yeah, um, a couple of weeks I've ago. Got, um, I think it's called yeah. Eye of the Storm. Is yeah, the first book. I picked it up for my Audible uh, in my Audible uh, credit with my audible credit but i haven't sat down to actually listen to it yet i've got a couple other things i'm trying to get through first but uh yeah i'm definitely looking forward to starting up with that again uh and, and it makes me wonder if acolyte is going to take place at all during the book series or maybe like just after it i'm not mm. sure um, yeah I because if we're gonna have mm. vernestra Rowe in it she's very young in the series uh in the books mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> She has plenty of time to, you know, age up a little bit and still be a very active Jedi uh, for for the show. So uh, assuming she doesn't die by mm. the end of it. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and if I remember correctly, Vernestra Rowe is, I think, like the youngest ever Jedi to be knighted, if I remember correctly. Is that isn't that right? Yes. As of the time she was made a knight. And I think. Anakin's close, but not quite. They're okay. pretty close, but uh, yeah, she was. And she uses a lightsaber that can also be a light whip, right? Yes, That's that was uh, that was yeah. a modification she made. Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. I remember when I read that because it just re- immediately made it, me think of Lumaya from the Legends canon. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be cool if we actually get to see her use oh, a light whip in, on screen. On li- oh, that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, her lightsaber has two settings, lightsaber and light whip. So, uh we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah, that'll be great. And I I mean, I again, there's probably folks out there that know this stuff, so apologies if we're getting it wrong, y'all. Um, but if my my guess would be that it will pick up after the events of the High Republic. Now, the High Republic wraps mm-hmm. completely in 2025. Um, uh give a quick shout out now because I only know that because of my buddy Greg. Um, you know, our, our good pal, Greg, who's been on the show several times at Ion Cannon. Greg confirmed yes. all the big news things for me. I, I sent him my list this morning. He's like, you just forgot this one thing. Um, so uh, and Greg also confirmed that High Republic wraps in 2025. So thank you, Greg, for course correcting me. But all that to say, um, phase three, the final phase of High Republic will kind of slow roll through this year. And it sounds like wrap up in the in the new the next year. Um, so I feel like. You know, if you're going to make Acolyte at the end of the High Republic era, obviously you don't want to give anything away that would spoil what's to come. Right. Um, but all that to say, I, th- I got to say that the biggest, my biggest question mark about the High Republic and how you wrap that up is what do you do with the leveler? Um, you know, it's kind of this Ugh. OP'd thing. Uh, people yeah. like to talk, complain about Ray being OP. My God, have you read about the rev- the leveler? <laughs> talk about uh, it, OP. It, it, it's <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to quote Kiari Mundi from the Genny Tartakovsky series. It's unstoppable. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's unstoppable. <laughs> um, <sighs> so or unthinkable yeah, if you're Sayo Bibble. Um, yeah, yes, it's unthinkable. There hasn't been a full scale leveler since the formation of the Republic. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I'll, oh. I, I'm being I'm being very uh, being snarky here, but uh, I think the one thing I no, d- I definitely appreciate are- about the leveler um, is it reminds me a lot of what the Usul Army were back in 1991 mm-hmm. when Zahn created them in Heir to the Empire. Right, he wanted to create something that kind of countered the superpowers of the Jedi. Uh, And I feel like the leveler is doing something similar. It seems a little over the top to me. And it's like, how do you deal with that? How do you get rid of this thing that would ultimately make the Jedi go extinct um, during the high Republic? So obviously we're going to get those answers, but um, sorry, I feel like I cut you off. You were going to say something. Yeah, no, you are right. It's, it's absolutely one of these things that's, you know, uh, it seems ridiculously overpowered. Um, in phase one, any of the Jedi who got a look at it died. Every single one of them. By the way, we should have said um, spoiler alert for High Republic. At least we didn't say names, but. <laughs> right, right. Yes. <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> Yeah, sorry about, about that. Uh, and then in phase two, there were a few Jedi who got away, but that's because the levelers were uh, that they were dealing with were young and easily distracted at, you know, uh, and they were working with non-forced users as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they wrap it up in phase three. Um, I assume the leveler is not going to be in the Acolyte. Um but it would be interesting if they decided to leave that thread dangling for the series. But I think it's going to be dealing with something completely separate from mm. the books. Yeah, so. I think so, too. Um, so that's obviously one big project coming in the upcoming year. Yes. Um, I think the other big one that I'm excited about. Uh, is the conclusion of Bad Batch. We're getting our third and final season of Bad Batch this coming year. Um, And uh, that, I mean, that show has just been solid. I've I've loved the the heck out of both seasons. Um, And right, season two is a very Empire Strikes Back style ending. And so far as uh, Omega's been captured, taken to Mount Tantis. Sorry, I should be saying spoilers for all these things, but I feel like if you're listening to this, you've probably seen season two. So sorry, but either way, sorry, spoilers ahead for Bad Batch. <laughs> um, right. Uh, even though I just gave away the big one. Um, so yep, yeah, right. Omega has been taken to Mount Tantis, which is also where Crosshair is being held. Um, tech is f- for the most, like, f- I mean, seems to be very much dead. <laughs> um, yes. I know a lot of people, um, want him to come back. I don't not because I don't like him, but for the love of God, let somebody stay dead in star Wars. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so, but I, I, I think he's gone. You know, I really do think he's gone. And and now it's Be- up to uh wrecker and uh Hunter to go show up on Mount Dantis. Right. The only, and, and echo echo. Sorry. Sorry, um, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, the, the only way uh tech comes back is if, the bad guys find him and decide to clone him. Um, but uh, I, I think that's a, a little, <laughs> a little much cloning a clone. Uh, that mm. doesn't seem like a good idea, but that, that might just be me. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the bad batch wraps up. Um, it'll probably just based on when bad batch has been released previous years, probably be a late summer release. I think um, just, because that's, I think, when season two came out was late summer of last year. Um, and then I don't remember when season one came out. But yeah, 
my guess is it'll be late summer, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how it all wraps up and how they decide to to conclude that story. Um, because there's some very interesting threads that that they could leave, you know, hanging out there for future stories. But I'm not sure which ones they're going to leave open and which ones they're going to close. That'll be the big the big question for me. Yeah. How would you, and again, not, not saying this to say like, this is what has to happen for you, but what, what would be your kind of ideal ending for that show? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, um, honestly, my gut feeling, uh, obviously we know, uh, Rex survives all of this and he ends up on Endor with the rebels and stuff like that. That's been retconned in. Um, but my, my suspicion is that we're going to end up with Hunter and Echo or excuse me, Hunter and Omega being the only ones left of the Bad Batch, uh, by the end of the season and they're going and they're going to go retire somewhere away from the war uh, until echo. So echo can be a kid, mm. um, especially after whatever echo or traumatic. Omega. Exp- Sorry, Omega. Sorry. <laughs> Omega. Okay. I, why did I keep saying echo Omega? Yeah. Uh, that way, you know, especially after whatever traumatic experience she's going to go through at Mount Tantus, uh, you know, Hunter is going to feel extremely guilty that she had to go through all of that. And so he's going to try and take her as far away from the war as possible. That's my guess. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, uh, since you're not going to ask me what I think, I'll just tell you. Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) I figured you were going to say anyways. (laughs) Um, I, I feel like Wrecker will also survive. I don't think Crosshair makes it out. Um, I've heard ever since season one, there's been a lot of speculation in fandom that Wrecker, not Wrecker, excuse me, that Crosshair is going to become like the catalyst for the Death Troopers, um, which I could definitely see that happening. Uh, I think that would be kind of rad. I think that I've never been a big trooper person, but I love Death Troopers. They're just so cool. Uh, So it'd it'd be pretty cool to see the origin of them being, you know, kind of this offshoot of, of crosshair. Uh, I think, I think Wrecker Omega and, and Hunter do make it out. And I think they return to that colony. Um, yeah. you know, the, the, the little, I'm going to blank on the name of that planet they were on, uh, where they were offered kind of a free life. Um, and I'd like to think that the way that they've, you know, started really reading into, uh, Senator Tucci, doing things for clone clone rights, I could see them kind of having this like clone haven uh, with Hunter mm. and Omega, not necessarily like, like leading it, but helping set that up so that surviving clones have a safe space to exist outside of this galactic civil war. Um, that's how I'd kind of like to see. I mean, I think, I think star Wars needs more happy endings because uh, we haven't had a ton of them lately. Um, and and I think I think these characters deserve a happyish ending. You know, I mean, not not necessarily Ewok party in Bright Tree Village, 
Um, it almost <laughs> seems like Disney Star Wars is afraid to be that optimistic. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I would really like to see our crew just finding that peace and contentment that they deserve. Um, and and I, I, I'd like to see them do some do some damage to Mount Tantus. <laughs> I don't think Hunter Absolutely. and Wrecker are going to show up there and not just you know totally screw things up for for the empire absolutely no that mount tantus is going to have at least a major setback uh once they're done with it that's for sure um but if senator chuchi keeps uh advocating for the clones uh it would be it would be uh remiss to think that she might get out of the season unscathed you know she Mm. there's a possibility she could end up you know biting the dust or at least uh or at least having to leave the senate uh you know on some trumped up charge Mm. so yeah palpatine will find a way to remove her i'm sure of that absolutely yeah so yeah but um yeah i mean i think it'll be i think it'll be really great to get the conclusion of that show um and uh i think another another big project that is tentatively coming out in 2024 as well as the skeleton crew show um yeah which we've heard almost nothing about other than the basic premise of this is a group of Jedi younglings that I believe, uh, did they survive order 66? No, I don't remember, but I know, I, I know remember. it ties into the Mandoverse and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And, and Jude law is the, the caretaker, the Jedi guardian. Yeah. 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 You know, whoever he is. I don't know, but yeah, he's, he's in it. Um, and you know, it's going to be a bunch of these kids, so it'll be interesting. I, I think it was originally set to come out at the end of this year. So I think it should be coming out in 2024. Uh, I just don't know, uh, when, when that'll be. And the thing is, is with a lot of these projects is because of the big strike that happened, some of them are probably going to be delayed, uh, somewhat. So there were probably keeping, release dates uh you know a bit tight to the chest until they they know for sure when things are happening so that's probably part of why we don't have specific dates or even like you know spring or summer you know uh at this point with a lot of these projects but my guess is as we get into the new year and you know the things start getting back up and running and back to normal for all these, you know, studios and everything. We'll probably hear more uh sooner rather than later. <clears throat> right. I just looked it up and there yeah, there is <laughs> there's very little information other than it's a coming of age story. It is meant to be kind of a younger I think it's driven more towards a younger audience. Um and it's yeah, it's about these kind of like young people who discover something special about themselves. So I think Jude Law is some sort of uh, guardian to to some surviving Jedi. And because it does come out in the same era as the Ahsoka and Mandalorian series, right? This is, you know, five to eight years after Return of the Jedi. Um, I think there's a lot of things pointing at what the future of the Jedi are going to be. I mean, right, the sequel trilogy tells us that Luke's attempt to cre- recreate the Order has gone kaput. Um, we have a movie coming out with Ray starting in New Jedi Order, but we also have the Ahsoka series ending with 
Ahsoka stranded in an unknown galaxy with Sabine. So mm. I think what we might get to see in the near future is kind of a new take on what it means to be a Jedi, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I think skeleton crew will probably have something to say about that story. Um, but time will tell. Yep. Time will tell. Um, and they are the skeleton crew because I believe that's the name of their ship that sounds uh, right. or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about it, but I don't, I'm, there's not, obviously there's not much to go on. So I don't have, I, I there's not much to get excited about. At right. This point. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so few details that there's not, yeah, there's not much to say about it beyond that. Um, but the last thing I want to mention in the, on, and the reason I mentioned it last is because it's what I'm most excited about. And I wouldn't be surprised if you're close to the feeling the same is the second season of tales of the Jedi, uh, which oh. is also supposed to hit in 2024. And we still know nothing about who the Jedi might be that we're getting tales for. So that's the fun thing, Jason, real quick. If you, I mean, imagine we'll probably get two Jedi again, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll follow the model that they did with season one. If you could pick two Jedi whose stories you could get a little bit more of, who are you, who are you going with? Um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Mm. Um, I want Qui-Gon because I want more Qui-Gon stories uh, and Obi-Wan because I want to finally get that mission to Mandalore when he was a Padawan and met Satine. So uh, that would be my uh, my picks this time around. But uh, I get the feeling that uh, they're not going to want to try and put two characters that are that tied together in the same season. Uh, so it's probably won't be the two of them, mm. but that would be my, that would be my picks. Uh, my request. If the Lucasfilm overlords uh, deign to listen. So <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Who, who would you want to see? Uh, I'm going to go with Balin skull as my number one. Uh, mm, I really yes. want more of his backstory and I would love the final episode to be him finding Shin. I think that would be so rad. Um, and then I think my other one is actually uh, uh, I want Leia. I want Leia training Ray um, and maybe an episode of her being trained by Luke. Um, you know, I, I, I think those are my those are the ones I'm most interested in. Uh, I'd love to get again, Balin backstory and I'd love to get. Um, I mean, because they were always they were three episodes each. Is that what we got or was it four? Yes, three. It was three. Right. Yeah, so I think like for Leia, I would love like the first episode to be her, you know, being instructed by Luke on Asian Kloss. Uh The second one to be, I don't know, maybe something of her own. <laughs> uh, and then then a story about her with Ray training Ray between, you know, episodes eight and nine. Um, I would I, I would just love to see that. I'd love to see more of that aspect of Leia. Um, and yeah, and definitely Balin. I think Balin. Absolutely. Balin and Shin were certainly my favorite characters from the Ahsoka season one. Uh, so I'd love to get more of his backstory. Um, and I will say, I think a, a fan favorite, and it's one that I certainly can get on board with, is folks really wanting like the Quinlan Voss Asajj Ventress story. Um, oh, I think that yeah. would be really cool. I mean, right, what we got with the novel Dark Disciple, some folks would love to just see that kind of put in put onto camera, if you will. Um, 
And uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be upset with that. It's, it's a great story. So I would not be opposed to it. Um, but I also am a fan I, of them not double dipping, even though Dave right. Filoni is very good at ignoring things that have come out in books <laughs> with what he did with the Ahsoka short, the final short for Ahsoka. He just repeats the Ahsoka novel by E.K. Johnston, but makes it worse. <laughs> so, um, but uh yeah, so I, I, I'm all for like I, let's be a little more original than that. So. I, I I don't think we're gonna as much fun as it, I think it would be you know fun to see some of the the moments and stuff from the Dark Disciple stories uh, because it was two different uh, Clone Wars arcs that were made into this this large novel. Um, I, I think. I think since they basically were Clone Wars scripts that were turned over to the author, uh, I, I don't think Dave is going to necessarily go back to those. Plus, there's a whole lot in there that it would be hard to, uh, it would be hard to break it down into three ten to fifteen minute shorts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, as much fun as I think it would be to to get some of that on screen. Uh, I think that one's a bit big of a bite. Sure. And I do think, um, I think a character like Quinlan is too little known for a wider audience to get excitement going for that. Right. Like when they announced Ahsoka and Dooku, you know, I mean, everybody knows Ahsoka at this point. I shouldn't say everybody, but right. She's definitely very well known now. And Dooku's also pretty well known. Um, right. I will say this. If they give us more Ahsoka episodes, I'm going to be really annoyed. <laughs> I don't need any more Ahsoka. <laughs> we, she's already got her own show. Uh, but I don't right. think they'd do that. Uh, I still no. don't understand why they did. I don't. Tales of the Jedi was awesome. And, and I say that even though I like the Dooku episodes were so, so good. The Ahsoka episodes, I give like a solid C plus to a B minus. But the Dooku episodes are so good that I just want more and more Tales of the Jedi. Um, right. So, yeah, yeah uh, I, looking forward, looking forward to whatever they we whatever we get that. I mean, I'd love Qui-Gon, too. Um, yeah. And the thing with Qui-Gon is that you could also get the Mandalore story there, even though. It, exactly. You know, so but. Um, yeah. So I, I guess if I'm if I'm editing my picks, I'd say Qui-Gon and Balin would be would be definitely high on my list this time around. But. You know, there's plenty of Jedi out there, and uh, depends on who they decide to focus on. We, it might also be fun to get, uh, you know, stories of Loden Greatstorm mm. from from the High Republic. You know, I don't know. I'm just throwing some someone out there, someone I really love, and then they killed them off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, um, more more tales uh, tales of the Jedi cannot come fast enough. Agreed, agreed. Um, so I mean, I think those are all the big like TV projects. Uh, there's obviously some big. Um, I mean, there's going to definitely be lots of novels next year. I know the one I'm most excited about is the John Jackson Miller Phantom Menace era novel. Uh, I think it yes. takes place shortly before Phantom Menace. The Jedi Council kind of goes on its own side quest. <laughs> Um, yes, I'm really looking forward to that. And I know the new Mace Windu novel that's coming out as well also takes place right after Phantom Menace. So I think, you know, these are things meant to point us at Phantom Menace in celebration of its 25th anniversary. That'll be fun. I did. I forgot that there was a new Mace Windu novel coming out, but uh, I'll definitely have to check that out. But yes, the John Jackson Miller 
uh, Jedi Council field trip is number one on my list of of novels coming out in the near future for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man. Um, well then, you know, the last thing I want to share on this front is as we kind of release this, it'll be obviously the last episode of 2023 for us. But as we start 2024, as we've mentioned a couple of times, we will be recording, we'll be starting finally in its entirety, our four part Ahsoka series. So the month of January will be dedicated to each week looking at two episodes of the Ahsoka series, just kind of talking through mm-hmm. some of our favorite things. Um, as we've mentioned, we've pre-recorded a couple of these episodes. So the episode numbers that Jason will give in the recordings will be wrong. <laughs> um, that's yes. only because they were pre-recorded before we had some tech issues. Uh, so those will be coming out right at the start of the year. And uh, we hope that you will uh, join us for that series on Ahsoka. Um, um, yeah. Anything you wanted to say about that, Jason? I mean, the, the two episodes we recorded were already fantastic. Uh, and I'm very excited for people to to hear them. Uh, but I'm just looking forward to getting back and uh, re- recording the next couple of episodes about the, the series with you, Carl, because, oh, boy, uh, obviously the first two episodes we get, you know, we go through the first half of the, the season, uh, but we still got the big stuff to talk about. And I cannot wait to see where our conversation goes uh, with all of that. So, yeah, January is going to be all about uh the ahsoka show and i'm i'm super excited to finally get to talk about it on the podcast with carl and with all of you so absolutely um well then jason before we sign off i got a couple of quick rapid fire questions for you just down the year oh, okay all right uh fire away what was your most watched star wars movie of 2023 most watched Star Wars movie? Uh, it was either Attack of the Clones or Return of the Jedi. Nice. No nice. shock. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite new Star Wars from 2023? Ahsoka. Nice. Uh, yeah. That there's, there's not much that can compete with Ahsoka uh, this year. So. Awesome. And uh, what was... What was your favorite Star Wars memory from 2023? Ooh, so many. Uh, honestly, it it's tough because there's two. Uh, the uh, all the prep and hard work that finally paid off to do our interview with Mike Chen about Brotherhood. Uh, revisiting brotherhood is is one of them the other one is uh sitting in kyle's living room watching episode five of ahsoka and just all of us in the room screaming and shouting and oh my god ing at everything (laughs) that was happening in that episode um yeah it was it was almost a religious experience Uh, and then we just sort of stared at each other when the episode ended and started it over again. So <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. And uh, last question. Was there anything that you feel like you learned new about star Wars this year? Uh, yeah. And, and I have to credit the podcast for doing this um, because we, when we did our, our musical journey, um, I really kind of got to 
to look at the overarching story of each of the the Star Wars trilogies and then how the trilogies connected to each other musically uh, in a brand new way. And there were definitely some things in there that I learned um, about Star Wars uh, that was sort of a, a new take and uh, a new perspective on things that I really appreciated and will definitely take with me moving forward. So love it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, I think that'll wrap up 2023, Jason. Excellent. It's been a good year for star for star Wars. Um, and I'm just hoping next year will be as good, if not better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also real quick, I'm going to respond to those questions cause, uh, I want to answer them too. Um, sure. I, I <laughs> go for it. So yeah, for me, obviously, as I mentioned a lot lately, uh, I'm in my empire strikes back era. So that's the, definitely the most I've watched. Star- that is the most star Wars I've watched this year. Like you, Ahsoka was definitely my favorite new star Wars this year. Um, and as for Star Wars memory, it's definitely going to Galaxy's Edge for the first time with you and our buddy oh, Jazz. Yeah. Yes. I'm so sorry. I'm You're so tired. Sorry. I've had a long day. I've completely <laughs> blanked on that one. Yes. I sh- I'm changing my answer. Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. Um, and then what have you learned about Star Wars this year? I think, honestly, it's... <sighs> It's it's something sort of outside the universe, but I, I talked about it a little bit more at length uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about, you know, looking back on our 2023. But it was that, you know, the starting this new reread of the Legends canon in release order. Um, again, at mm-hmm. some point in the new year, I will definitely pick that up again. Um, but just I think what I really gleaned from that is, again, the importance of really giving honor to the memory of something from Star Wars from when we were younger, but understanding that that memory should never be idolized in the sense of impeding us from enjoying new things. Uh, Cause a lot of these old legends books are, are just, they're just not that good. And I, if you, if you disagree with me, I think my first question would be is when was the last time you read one? And if you say recently, cool, like that's totally fine. I'm not here to yuck your yum. Um, but all that to say, like there, there are some really, really, really fun things in that old nineties legends canon, but there's a lot of really ridiculous things too. Um, but I think the thing that I will forever cherish about that, no matter what is what those stories meant to me. And how I grew into my fandom and looking back on them, um, I, it kind of gave me this permission to as new Star Wars continues to roll out, as it will continue to do, um, giving myself permission to let go of the memories I have so that I can make new ones. Right. And it's not to say that the old memories are useless and bad, but they get to be what they were. They meant something great. They made Star Wars more beloved to me, um, but I don't want them to get in the way of experiencing and enjoying new star Wars. That's really great. I love that. And, uh, I've, you've brought that up in a couple of episodes here this year, and it's been a really nice reminder for me to kind of keep that in mind as all the new content continues to come out because it, you know, there is a lot of new content out there and, uh, there will be for a long time to come. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Well, so as we kind of log out for the year, uh, like we said, we really hope you'll join us in January for our Ahsoka series. 
if you are kind of new to the podcast, uh, maybe you found us because now we're part of the Thunderquack Network. Um, thank you for being here. And thank you for being here for this really random episode. Uh, but yes. please make sure to, you know, like the show on your uh, your um, listening platform. Share the show. Uh, write us a review if you feel so inclined. Uh, really appreciate appreciate that sort of stuff from all of you. Absolutely. And uh, if uh, you want to weigh in on what you're most looking forward to in the next year, Star Wars wise, uh, Carl, where can people get in contact with us? Yeah, well, our mainstay is over on Instagram at the Lair. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lair or shoot us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Uh, anything else before we close out this episode and the year it's here in the Wampus Lair? Yeah, it's been a great year. Looking forward to, uh, to another one. It'll be a humdinger of a new year. Uh, I predict it right here. And I don't know why I said humdinger, but that's <laughs> all right. Uh, and it, that, I think, is going to wrap up this episode and this year uh, here in the Wampa's Lair. This has been episode number 538, Looking Away to the Future. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampa's Lair. Wampa's Lair.